If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today you're speaking with Adele Edwards. Now Adele's come on before and lovely to chat to us. She's helping people find a deeper connection and understanding with the horse. She teaches self-development workshops and energy healings and meditation. And we're going to talk to her today about 10 ways to help horses live better lives. The last time we chatted to her, it was 10 points that would help you and your equine experience more freedom. So now it's all about the horses living better lives, but a lot of that connection within our chat today as well. So before we get started, I'd just like to remind you about the mission of International Horse College, and it's to improve the welfare of horses around the world through the safe education of their riders, handlers and trainers. So have a look now at the wide variety of equine courses at internationalhorsecollege.com registered training organisation 31352. Hi Adele, are you there today? Hi, how are you going? Yeah, very well, thanks Adele. Now, today we're talking about 10 ways to help horses live better lives, but you're all about the the equine human experience. You know, I think um, supporting thriving connections is a bit of a tagline for you. So, we're helping horses live better. Adele, we're talking about the first point, and that's about connecting with a deeper way. Is that about connecting with our horses in a deeper way? Because I know if we connect it, you know, because of your previous chats, it's almost like we connect with the horses in a deeper way, we connect with ourselves in a deeper way. Is that the way it goes? Or you tell me, you know, about connecting with the horses in a deeper way? Yeah, look, I think it's a definitely a two-way street. Um I believe that for there to be an exchange and a deepening, um, that um, we have to look at both sides of the coin. You know, horses have an innate energetic physiology, which is like a non-verbal, non-logical base system that exists below or outside the level of our normal everyday awareness. And the problem with us humans is most of the time we're not connected to our own innate energetic system consciously. We tend to find ourselves on autopilot and when we sort of fixate and lock onto language and rationalism and logic, we tend to lose our ability to connect and feel. Now, horses are extremely sensitive creatures and feel when there's a lack of connection or confidence. And people always say to me, you know, if only I could talk to my horse. You know, half the time the problem being, though, I believe, is that we don't always know how to listen. And I guess the type of listening I'm talking about comes from our whole self, uh, not our ears. Uh, if we have a lot of internal dialogue and that's very strong, it's much more difficult to distinguish between our thinking mind and our own innate knowing. So I believe we should find ways to connect to this part of ourselves from a deeper relationship, uh, to form a deeper relationship with our horse and ourselves, you know, because they are amazing creatures, you know. And, uh, that's sort of, uh, I think, one of the really important factors is is our own connection to ourselves and to them and finding ways to achieve that. 
And I like the way that you said about us finding a way to listen. And um, sometimes we look at the horse for providing that connection, but we've got to find that way to connection. Is that the first step to forming the connection or what do you normally say is the first way? You're sort of almost giving the hints before you tell me, you know, when you're talking about the listening. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when I'm working with the horse, the first step for me is to make sure that I'm in my body. And and what I mean by that is if we have a busy day and our mind is very active with all the things that we've done or the things that we need to do, the horse feels that straight away. And I put this down to not being in the body or being in the present moment. So before I work with any horse, I make sure I'm anchored in the earth, I guess you could say. So how I do this is I imagine my feet like roots of a tree and I send my energy down into the ground and make sure that my weight is centred and solid. And especially when you're around a highly anxious horse, this will automatically bring ease and comfort and a sense of trust to them. You know, I... Worked the other day, one of my girlfriends just bought herself a, a young horse and it's her first mare and she's always had geldings and she was a bit nervous and the young horse was also quite, just uh, like confidence on the ground and she, when I started working on her, she was just tap dancing all over the place and I said to my girlfriend, can I have the horse for a moment and I, I took her and I stood there and I, I grounded, I did that exercise. And straight away, she just stopped and stood there with me and all her anxiety started to come down. And my girlfriend looked at me and she's like, it's me. And I'm like, yeah, she's picking up on your worry. So, you know, people comment on, gee, how come my horse wants to gravitate you? He won't stand with anybody else. He's very funny about being in other people's spaces. And it's just from purely doing that exercise, you know, when there's connection, the horse will want to naturally be with you because they feel safe and at ease which is a natural consequence of you being grounded. Mm, mm. We're looking at ways to become still on the inside. How can we do that? What's the best one? Well, like I was saying before about, you know, being aware of your own internal dialogue, what you're carrying from your day, and then making sure that you're grounded. Even when you're riding a horse, so not only do I make sure that I'm like that when I'm on the ground. But when I get on, I do the same exercise. I, I put my roots in and I feel connected. Um, and from that, the horse automatically starts to relax, you know. And as horse lovers, we all have so many questions. You know, are they okay? Are they happy? Do they have pain? And I guess the key to gaining more insight into your horse is creating enough space to receive the answer. A lot of the times we have all these questions but we're not actually coming still enough to wait for the answers to come to us. We're sort of answering them ourselves as well as asking the question. So it's this internal noise that we have that we have to quiet down. So you sort of have to slow everything down on the inside and be patient. And when the flow and the connection becomes more established, for me, it's like having a conversation in my mind as if I was sharing my story out loud. So when I work with the horse, because I have found a way to slow everything down on the inside, when something does come in my mind, it's normally quite connected to the situation. So it's practice, um, and it's practicing mindfulness, meditation, things like that to help you slow it all down. What about talking to your horse? How important is that? Can they understand or not understand? I guess for me, working with humans previously, I had a lot of exposure in picking up information and then the person validates that for me. And obviously, working with animals, 
it would be much easier to doubt yourself because they can't necessarily talk back to you and tell you what the problem is. Uh, there was an interesting uh, session I had with a friend of mine who asked me to treat a horse that was in her care and the owner had gone on a holiday and was interested in having a treatment because the marriage changed hands quite a few times in the past. So she just wanted to make sure that the horse was happy. And I was told this horse is quiet, never puts a foot wrong. You can sort of pull her out of the paddock after eight months and she'll just go along perfectly. Extremely design quiet. I went through my process and myself, through my energy with the horse, waiting for that flow to establish. And, you know, this can happen quite quickly. Um, with some horses, or it can take time, so you have to be patient. And when I started the treatment, the emotional overwhelm of this horse was huge. And um, I said this to my friend, and, and she was quite shocked. She said, oh, really? She seems, you know, she's really quiet. And um, on the outside of the mean it was quiet and easy going, but I still felt she was totally overwhelmed by something. And as the session continued, the information came through that she was worrying about someone in the family that had been sick with their thyroid. So I said this to my friend. I said, you know, do you know someone's thyroid and uh, the horse is worried and feels like she's been left? And she said to me, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll send the lady a message. So she sent a text message and she said, you know, is anyone in the family sick? And the reply was received, the husband had been sick and just had his thyroid removed. So after sort of when I'm working, I um, I I see pictures in my mind. So when I'm trying to share or communicate with the horse or bring ease, I'll actually see the pictures in my mind. I'll create a picture and it's it's almost like a picture has an energy to it and then the horse picks up this is my interpretation anyway, time to put it into a language. And the horse sort of started to feel a bit more ease. So I felt like after the session, I'd sort of, you know, created a picture that they'd gone away and they hadn't left there and that the husband was fine and and everything was okay. So so this is how it, it will flow for me. And then I guess, like I said before, being able to work with people in the past and then validate this is what I'm getting is this. Um, I learned to trust myself and I learned to trust what I was picking up and over the years that's just got stronger and stronger and, and it's just the same with horses now. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book imagine maybe one day you could be a guest on horse chats yeah it's amazing the connection that you have that you know we start talking about people other people getting even just a faint connection but it must be that it's getting stronger and stronger because the more you use it 
And what about watching your horse? How important is it to just spend time watching your horse? What's the benefits of that? Oh, so important. I mean, like I was just saying before, you know, our animals, they can carry on our worries. Clearly, they understand from my experience a lot more than we think. And they're always trying to connect and communicate with us, but most of the time we're not aware of these attempts or we don't see the signs. So spending time watching your horse in the paddock and understanding how he or she connects and communicates will definitely strengthen the bond and the connection between you both. And I always say, don't forget to explain issues and talk to your horse. Even if you think you're crazy and you're standing there and you're speaking to your horse, they pick up the energy behind what you're saying. And it it just brings ease and it brings comfort. So always we'll encourage people. It's like when you get on a nervous horse and you talk to them and you say, it's okay, boy, you're all right. They pick the energy up and they trust you and they learn to, to connect with that energy. So, you know, horses are so much more than we think. And I think if you learn to find your own centre and connection, then things you know, the things that can come to you can be quite amazing. You think, how do I know that or where does that come from? And I don't really know. I don't have the answers. But the more you trust it, the stronger it gets. Okay. And what about if the horse doesn't have the energy? You know, what's the impact? Say a young horse who's usually bursting with energy, if they don't have, if they've got deficient energy, what's the impact there? Well, 30% of roughly of the reproductive energy goes to the legs. That's why when children go through, say, puberty, they complain of achy legs or growing pains. And when a baby is being created, women also complain of having baby brain. So this reproductive energy is extremely powerful and it feeds the lower part of the body, which is confidence, strength, trust, as well as um, it feeds the brain. And it gives power to our thinking and our ability to focus and process information. So this primal energy is connected to the kidneys, and the kidneys are affected by stress, anxiety, worry, fatigue. So if a horse is put under pressure at a very young age and also shows constitutional weaknesses within this primal energy, many imbalances can manifest physically, emotionally, you know, on all sort of levels. So I find in these situations, giving the horse the time to rebuild is key, and a lot of the time they continue to be pushed and they haven't quite rebuilt that energy. So knowing when to push and knowing when to allow them to rest because if they get a good rest, they'll come back even better. So, yeah, it's just reading it. and and um, So that's kind of the first thing I look at when I look at a horse. What is that energy like in them? What about if they've got, you know, strong primal constitution? How can you find that horse? Yeah, so, so I've got to look at this first in the horse because it tells me a lot about their ability to perform and how strong they are in the legs, and if there's any weaknesses. So this energy is extremely important because it connects the whole system together, I guess you could say. And some horses I come across have a huge amount of this energy, and they're like powerhouses. You know, their foundational constitution is really strong. It's a bit like, you know, when you meet some people and they have a really big presence and a magnetism and a charisma about them, and they draw things to themselves quite easily. You know, a lot of the time they have a lot of this reproductive strength and energy and that charisma and magnetism is a is a natural consequence of that. So when I'm looking at a horse, I always try to make sure that this energy is strong and balanced as it makes all the difference in their ability to perform. Yeah. Okay. 
And what about the tricky horse? You know, if you're working with a tricky horse or you've got a client, if someone calls you about a tricky horse, how can you have the variations? What can you do there to achieve what you want to achieve? Um, well, I, I obviously, for me, I get a lot of the tricky horse because I, I get um, the people that don't know what else to do, so they'll come to me at the end. And so I actually decided to run a, a competition for someone to win a rehabilitation program, which included 10 sessions of healing, acupuncture, and rehabilitation. And um, I wanted to see the healing effects of the horse that had had these tricky issues and what would happen if they were treated on a weekly basis consistently. So I thought it would be a great way to do a case study. So I chose this green five-year-old, she's not thoroughbred, definitely your typical stereotype, highly sensitive, highly strung. Um, by the time he was five, he'd been for racing, retrained for polo, and then campaigned as a potential eventer. So he was, his brain was quite all over the place and he uh, was quite stiff and crooked. And when I started working with him, he, was, he wasn't happy at all. He didn't like the fact that I was there. He was highly anxious and he just didn't let me in. So all my little techniques, you know, I was trying to ground and stay calm and do all these things. And he was really struggling to allow me in because of his anxiety. Um, but once he started yawning and licking and chewing and the stuck energy started to move and he wasn't fighting me so much, he was just walking in circles and he was so worried. And I mean, I wasn't even really helping him at this point or doing much. But as we progressed through the the treatments, you know, he became more receptive and easier to work with. His anxiety went down. And we're probably quite through the whole lot, a little more than halfway. Um, the amount of treatment done, but the transformation has been quite remarkable. He, um, you know, now he's laying down in the paddock, so he never used to, he never saw him lay down. He didn't know how to rest. He was just constantly on. Um, he's softer, he's calmer, he's more connected, and he's more balanced. Physically, you can actually see his whole posture has changed. So he's, he's just started to unravel, which has been great. So when people call you up and say, what's wrong with my horse? What's the process there? What do you do? Yeah, well, I guess we all want our horses um, to be happy. And like this um, that I, his name's Rudolph, that's in the program, um, one of the things I noticed with him was that his lower energy was so underactivated and weak. So all the major acupuncture points in the back end of the horse were extremely deficient. And the primal energy was depleted, so there was no stuff in his base energy. So his mind had no anchor. He was like a cottage. And when the base energy is very low, um, it, it, it's very difficult for you know the energy from the pole to come down through the nervous system and get grounded. So they're they're just constantly in flight mode and worried. Um, and you could also say that um, he was really struggling to develop top line and I said to the, to the girl, you know, what's he like um, at stepping through and cutting from behind? And she said, he just can't train him. He just finds that so difficult and he just goes in and like your ass. Um, but after strengthening his primal energy and rebalancing and activating all the major points in his back end, you know, we can now see the difference and he's able to sort of go into his own self-carriage and be more consistent so he's definitely a lot happier and, and she's a lot happier because she's like I just don't know what's going on with him I don't know why he can't do the things that I'm wanting him to do 
But he just does, he doesn't have the energy or the strength there to do it. So they can't give you what they don't have. So, yeah, so that's been going on as well. You know, the whole energetic healing, it's a science, but it really is an unseen science. You know, just give us a little bit more information about the whole energetic healing science. Yeah, okay. Well, for life to exist, the body has to have energy or chi or whatever we want to call it. And when I look at the physical body, I don't just see flesh and bones. I see an energetic system. So when healing, uh, when energy cells are applied to the effective part, of the human or the horse, the rate of recovery or healing increases tremendously. So if you're sensitive to energy and you've had treatments like acupuncture, you may have felt like energy moving throughout your body. And when this happens, the body's blockage is released, allowing energy in the meridians to flow and move freely. So our horse's health will be vital if there's harmony and balance between the two forces in the body, the yin and the yang will. And um, if these energies um, are disturbed for long periods of time and the body's not able to bring the energy back into balance as such, then illness arises. So um, frequencies of energy flow through very definite channels in the body or meridians, and these are the body's healing energy pathways. So I work very closely, obviously, with this energy body. It tells me a lot about the horse's nerves and digestive system, respiratory lymphatics. Um, and our body is definitely electromagnetic in nature. So um, your horse is, you know, a lot more than, than flesh and bones. And if you're willing to open yourself to the possibilities, um, I believe your ability to support your equine um, on all levels um, will be, you know, uh, tremendous really. And, I believe the key is to to blend the science and the energy together. So you need both sides of the coin. Mm, mm. It's certainly a very interesting um, subject. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big topic. And I think for people that would like to listen more, certainly go back and listen to our other chats um, because I think myself, you know, you start off, you're doing, and, and that's any new guest, but, you know, particularly one that you go, right, I really want to find out more. Go back and listen to the chat as they go through. And also, too, if you'd like to contact Adele, all those details are on the website, horsechats.com, and search for Adele or search for Edwards. But, Adele, if people like to contact you direct, what's the best way? Is it to go to your website? Is it adeleedwards.com.au? So that's correct. Yeah, that's probably the best way. You can email me through that. Yeah. Um, I'm also on Facebook, and I've got a, a page there, Connery Bife, which is, Another way you can message me through that. All right, perfect. Adele, thank you for coming on. Thanks for your time. And, um, yeah, if people would like to find out a little bit more, certainly contact Adele, and we hope to have her back on again soon. So um, you'll be able to keep listening to her. So um, I'll talk to you soon, Adele. Thanks again very much. Thanks, Lana. Catch up a bit later. Okay, great. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 